Welcome everybody to this week's CE Pro podcast. So we have a we're doing an editor's roundtable uh, recap. We all just finished the Cedia Expo virtual experience. Congratulations to everyone involved on that. We had a, a very long week. I know everyone, uh, some of the days, especially that first day that went until 10.30, hopefully attendees got the most of that. And we really just, you know, basically wanted to uh, cap things off with our impressions of the show. So in terms of just starting around, uh, we have Jason Knott, Bob Archer and Andrew Nichols. I'm Arlen Schweiger from the CE Pro team. Uh, Jason, let's start with you. Uh, in terms of CD Expo Virtual, maybe expectations versus uh, realities. What, tell us, uh, you know, a little bit about what your thoughts were on how everything went off this week. Well, it certainly was different. You know, that's for sure. And my my tennis shoes and my feet are thanking the virtual expo versus what we normally put in you know 25,000 steps or something like that according to the fitbit when i go to the show um and it was interesting from my perspective i was actually able to see more than i would have been at a physical expo in terms of number of booths that i was able to visit and number of educational sessions uh, obviously the part that's missing is that that interaction that happens when you bump into somebody in the aisle and they're they're mentioning something. I did bump into, drop into the networking lounges for a while. And it was interesting, there was some good discussion going on, but you could see there was, I think it's natural in a lot of uh, Zoom environments, people were hesitant to chime in. So some people were chiming in and other people who were there were just listening um, and weren't chiming in at all. So. Uh, overall, I thought it was a real learning lesson for all of us on how to put these together. Obviously, from a CE Pro standpoint, for us, what we learned in putting together all the the pre-show coverage and the the in-show coverage that we did, and um, but I think it was it was uh, pretty exciting and 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 something to 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 uh, pivot off of for the future. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely, Bob. How about you? You're a, a longtime CE Pro editor and a been to a number of in-person shows. Uh, tell us about your thoughts uh, from, from this week. I, my, my thoughts are similar. Um, you, you know, I miss the personal interaction that you have with people when you visit the booth, and I'm probably a pretty bad offender at running off at the mouth and, and talking and, and blowing up my whole day. But um, uh, I found it interesting the way that the different companies set up their booths. I didn't really know what to expect going from booth to booth, and I tried to hit every booth, I think there were 13 pages of, of booths uh, at, at the expo. And um, it was interesting, the materials uh, that companies put in their respective booths and the approach is it that they took. Um, you know, I know personally as an editor, I view these booths differently than maybe a dealer. Um, so some booths I found more helpful than others, but overall it was an excellent, uh, show considering nobody had really done this before you know we were breaking new ground with this whole event yeah definitely and i admittedly i haven't been to any of the other virtual trade shows this year uh in terms of like infocom and what they did so you know my expectations were uh i didn't really have any going into them so you know i'll say from from my own standpoint uh you know it, being able to uh, see everything and just click on it from booth to booth. I thought that was very convenient. I hope that attendees uh, found the same thing. I certainly 
uh, like you were saying, have a different perspective uh, as an editor covering the show than from an integrator attendee or a manufacturer. So, you know, some of the manufacturers that I spoke to on chat, which is how I kind of corresponded to a lot of them, um, it, it differed from booth to booth in terms of how busy they were. It seemed like they were getting a lot of good conversations and, and uh, employing that live chat functionality. I think with, from, from their standpoint, a lot of them, you know, it depended on what they put into their booth. If they put in a lot of materials and had a lot of engaging content, I think that definitely made a difference for people who stopped by. You know, there was definitely, you could see who really spent a lot of time on their booth. Uh, I will definitely mention that. And, you know, I hope that scheduling a meeting worked really well for them to have that individual FaceTime too. Andrew, you, uh, tell me about your impressions. You know, you have not been to an in-person show, so this was all kind of kind of new to you. Uh, tell us what you thought about attending from, uh, from online. Yeah, you're right. I've never really attended a proper CEDIA Expo as such. I've been to a few smaller industry events, but nothing big enough to really have a direct comparison. But I will say that I was really impressed with the way that it was all handled by the dealers and manufacturers. I thought they put up a, a wealth of information in most of the booths and I really thought that it was a great way to have access to that material in an immediate fashion. You know, I was able to find the latest information on every product I wanted right at the click of a button. I didn't have to, you know, trudge around a huge expo hall and figure out what appointments I could make with each individual person. I could just kind of, you know, pop in, say hi, have a discussion with somebody really quick in the chat. And I will say that area in particular, I was really happy to see used effectively. There was usually a, a decent number of people in there from each, you know, company that wanted to talk to you. So if there were multiple people trying to have conversations, they knew how to use the chat functions. They could talk specifically towards you. And uh, I definitely liked the scheduling a meeting function as well. It was a nice, clear way to know you have time to talk to somebody. Sure. So just kind of jumping off a little bit more on on these initial impressions after, you know, three three long days of, of sitting at our computers and putting that all out. And, and here with CE Pro, we were also trying to uh, get the digital editions out, which I thought came out great as well. We can plug ourselves uh, for, for doing that. Um, in terms of maybe, you know, one thing we miss about in-person shows versus one thing we really thought that this virtual format uh, catered to why don't we give a few impressions of those? And, and I'll just start with that by saying, um, one of the things that I did was moderate uh, one of the tech talk sessions on the great outdoors. And doing that, obviously we had the convenience of recording it ahead of time. And I thought the recording came out great. They combined it with doing a live Q and A, which went smoothly. Um, and I will say after a couple of years of, of doing these tech talks on the smart stage, which was always kind of placed in the back of the expo hall. Uh, it, seemed, it seemed like you never know what you were going to get for an audience there. You know, it could be very hit or miss, uh, especially depending on the topic. But, you know, maybe uh, one thing that I will say about this is that the tech talk that I did on the, the great outdoors technology uh, I believe when I was looking at the screen of the attendance participation, at one point we were up to 136, which I thought was just amazing. And I know Jason had told me similar numbers for, for uh, sessions that he had been in. So I will say the kind of captive audience that we had is, uh, is definitely one thing that, uh, 
that I really found that this format made quite engaging. And I'll say a quick thing that I missed from the in-person show uh, would just be the live demos. You know, that was for, to me, walking through the, the expo hall, um, you know, I always liked being able to kind of sit down, take a breather from standing up in a booth from, you know, the entire day and just sitting through an audio demo or a home theater demo. Uh, I think that would be probably the thing that I most missed about just the, the nine to five of being on the show floor. So Jason, how about you? Something that you, that you really enjoyed, something that you missed? Yeah, I, I'll pick up on your point there. There's no doubt that you could look overall the ben that education benefited from the virtual format and think about all the bells and whistles all the wonderful displays all the great audio stuff that you that you encounter at a physical show that that's like oh my god i, I really want to sit in that de home theater demo i really want to hear that that audio uh demo versus sitting in on an educational session and uh, to your to your point, the session that I did, the tech talk session that I did on home office at 137, almost identical to yours, 137 attendees, and similarly at the smart stage. Now, granted, we were streaming them on Facebook Live last year, so I don't know what the Facebook audience was, but you know, in person, it would have 20 or 25 people there. So because there's just too much distraction for all the the wonderful products. So I think benefit the benefit definitely. Uh, skews for the education there. And in terms of what I missed, I really miss those $12 crummy hot dogs that you get at the back of the show, you know, with the mustard and everything. I'm a, I'm a junk food eater. So I just to, just to clarify, I made myself peanut butter and jelly sandwiches here, uh, just to, so I could feel better, like I was really at the show. Right, and I saw you posted a photo of your your setup where you were, you know, downing Mountain Dews from I think eight a.m. on Tuesday morning, so you can go through everything. <laughs> yeah, and Hershey's. I will say that was that was convenient being able, you know, for me, my home office, uh, just being able to go downstairs and and grab some water or something here and there, and, uh, make myself lunch uh, certainly helped. I will say one other thing is uh, I, I hate staying in hotel rooms. Uh, the beds are always awful. I always get a horrible night's sleep. So uh, that was one thing that I definitely did not miss. Uh, Bob, how about you in terms of in-person in shows versus the virtual formats, uh, pros and cons? I, I had said this earlier, but it, it's the personal one-on-ones that, that I miss. I think normally for me, I get ribbed a lot about my Boston accent uh, or or the Bruins and the Patriots, uh, or the or like rock like Rush and and Van Halen. You know, people always comment about that stuff to me, and I have fun with it. So it's it's always fun getting ribbed or whatever. So uh, you you know, I I have a lot of fun at CDA talking about that stuff. Plus, I guess I'm a tech geek, so seeing all the tech live and in person, uh, you know, is you, you can't really beat that. Um, I will say, you know, being remote and sitting through the sessions probably allowed me to focus a bit more and it made me realize how good the content in these sessions really were. Like, uh, you know, I, I was blown away. Um, I, I'll throw them out some kudos. Stephen Reese from Cedia presented two excellent, um, uh, sessions. One was on conference rooms. I tried to focus on the, the resume commercial aspect of um, 
of the market. And uh, he did an excellent presentation on um, conference rooms. And he also hosted another one on networking with, um, I believe his name is Nathan Holmes from Access Networks. And the content was first rate stuff. And I, uh, I was blown away by how good the content was, how informative it was, and uh, how well those guys answered questions in response when it came time for the Q&As. So I, I don't know in person whether people would be that responsive in asking these panelists questions. So I think it really worked in terms of uh, the interaction between the panelists or the presenters and the attendees. Yeah, let's continue on, on that theme because, you know, we, I think the education sessions themselves were something to get really excited about this year. Uh, you know, I thought that uh, CD did a very good job of, of marketing that stuff. Uh, we had on the, the podcast that a bunch of them did with Jason, which, you know, really gave some good insights into, into what people could expect this year. Um, in terms of uh, our coverage, I know we all attended a, a couple each day, you know, just to, to get a feel for everything. And, you know, they definitely seemed spot on, I think, with the content, like you were saying, Bob, in terms of uh, some of the conferencing, the home studio recording, things like that. Uh, Andrew, tell us a little bit about the sessions that you went to, if you want to just give kind of the, the overview there. Sure. So they both were kind of of the same series. There was an Ask the Expert series going on at Cedia this year. And essentially what it was was just a two-person panel where one person was a moderator and the other person was essentially answering all the questions or kind of giving their general feel towards how things were going. And it was essentially just an hour of people asking questions in the Zoom chat and the guys doing the best they can to answer the questions. And I thought both, especially uh, Joel Silver and Anthony Gramani, I believe his name was, uh, did an excellent job as being the experts on the subject matters. I mean, I didn't know that much about specifically what they were talking about. There's a lot of, you know, high-end uh, room audio, you know, way of bouncing and things like that. But they put it in English that I could understand and, you know, made it very easy for people who weren't audio experts or video experts to really get a good idea of what was going on while still providing enough technical content and information for those who had, you know, really difficult troubleshooting situations. Like one of the big ones that, I, that stood out to me was a guy had eight to 10 different displays going on at the same time. And they had issues with uh, lip sync working on all the displays because there was a bit of a delay for HDMI 2.1 between how the audio comes out and how the video comes out. So they were able to give a lot of smart answers. And you know the ultimate goal there was that you'd probably have to downgrade the displays to work with HDMI 2.1. That lip sync would work great if that's something that your customer cares about. And I think that's a very like granular problem to have that you probably wouldn't be able to find an easy answer online that you're able to get an expert like Joel to tell you exactly what you need to do. Yeah, and for you, it's great to be introduced to all these characters from, from the industry and these experts, I would say, in terms of having all that knowledge, definitely. Uh, it, it sounded like just reading some of your coverage from it, you had a lot of fun attending those sessions. Absolutely, yeah. It was great to get a chance to kind of slightly at least interact with some of the big industry stalwarts and get to know, you know, a little bit of the information that they've collected over, you know, dozens of years in this industry. 
Jason, how about you? You attended the keynotes, you attended some, uh, some educational sessions as well. Uh, what were some of the impressions you had of the, the talks that you went to? What was some of the subject matter? Yeah, let me just kind of review the, the three keynotes. So the opening keynote was um, Lindsay Boyd, who I believe was Australian uh, from an accent, but it was very interesting. She's an author and a business person and uh, she's actually created a um, website that connects businesses throughout the world on purpose. And I think that what she was saying was really spot on in terms of what we are all seeing on the news every day now with the, the civil unrest and kind of this class warfare that seems to be taking place certainly here in the US and, and across the world. I think that this class conflict is going to um, continue and that and she made the point that um that people are especially the younger generation are driven by purpose and they are going to support brands that uh, that where they know the people behind it and they know what and they know what the purpose of the brand is and it was an interesting kind of big picture conversation that i think manufacturers and integrators need to probably address going forth the other kind of takeaway that she had from that is, uh, was a demographic conversation showing that the world economy is going to boom from 2021 to 2031. So uh, she was making the point that you've really got to get your house in order in terms of, of uh, you know, digitally showing people what your purpose is and your, your um, I'm trying to think of the, the right word, but but uh, show what your brand, you know, what the what is it behind your brand is, and and uh, I, it just reminds me of the uh, the survey I saw where they said Newman's own salad dressing is the number one salad dressing brand amongst millennials because all they are very very open about all the proceeds or the amount of proceeds that go to charity for that, yet. 95% of millennials did not know who Paul Newman was. So the, the famous actor, of course, for all the millennials who might be listening to this, who, who founded the salad, salad dressing, but they backed that brand because of its purpose. So I thought that was an interesting conversation. The, the day two keynote, which, you know, I think we have to openly talk about the, the technical fumble there. Uh, it, the uh, keynote only got about five minutes in and it froze. And so this is one of the, I think the drawbacks or one of the other learning lessons that is gonna come for, for Cedia and for any other uh, virtual show is the technical element of it. And uh, so that is now up on cepro.com if anybody, and that, that the entire keynote is up uh, on our CEPro YouTube channel if you haven't seen it. But that was an interesting conversation because also kind of a unspoken thing that's happening out there in the industry, these three industry leaders, it was JC Murphy of Savant, Haggai Feiner of Access Networks and Bill Lacey of GE Lighting. They openly were, you know, I think frankly saying that the industry has benefited from the pandemic. And it sounds like a verboten thing to say out loud because so many people are suffering out there, but the, the client base that integrators and manufacturers in this channel serve have really not been negatively affected. And in fact, there's been a transference of 
free cash to this industry from travel and tourism and other things that have actually benefited the industry. So I thought it was very um, brave of them to just openly say, look, this has been a positive thing for the custom electronics industry. Then the day three keynote um, uh, was with the four leaders of the major buying groups, HTSA, uh, Nationwide, uh, ASEAN, and ProSource. And it was an interesting conversation because of two things. One, they were saying similarly to the day two that, that looking at the pipelines for their integrator base, they're saying that they have full pipelines well into 2021. And in fact, uh, one of them was saying that they see almost the entire year of 2021 being a full pipeline of business. So um, this is a way different situation than the recession of 2007, 2008, 2009, that, that the home building collapse that really hurt the industry. And, and integrators are very, very busy. And of course, they touched upon the standard that, you know, the ongoing problem of lack of skilled labor is still limiting the growth of the market. Uh, and then one other thing they mentioned, which I thought was interesting, is that they're really seeing amount, a, a strong amount of encroachment into this space, even more so. There's always been security guys, there's always been electricians that have been moving in, but now they're seeing a lot of commercial AV companies moving into the residential space. And obviously, based upon what's going on with the work from home space, uh, a lot of money that might have been gone in the past to brushing up or dolling up or fixing up a commercial office space now is probably going to go to fixing up a work from home office space. So it makes logical sense and it's something for integrators to be prepared for. But overall, each of the three keynotes was excellent information and, and very frank and open conversations, I thought, that you don't normally see. Yeah, Jason, I think you make some great points there, especially about the economy. It'll, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens coming up next. But, you know, we've been hearing that, I want to say since, you know, maybe May, you know, I think definitely March and April, there seemed to be a slowdown. Uh, but I think by the time May and June started coming around, some of these states started easing uh, lockdown restrictions. I know we, you know, we've been hearing from a lot of uh, integrators and manufacturers that it seems like business has definitely been good, which, you know, you hate to say it in, in, in terms of the overall context of, of the economy and the pandemic, uh, but certainly there's a lot going on with the custom industry right now. Uh, just a real quick talk about a couple of the education sessions that I, that I went to. Um, I'll start off by saying in terms of uh, one of the course tracks or pavilions, however you want to call it, in the, in the past couple of years, Cedia has done a really uh, good job of trying to ingratiate the design community. And they had invited designers the past couple of years to go and tour some of the booths. So naturally, that was a little bit different this year, but they were still having designers that were invited to the show. Uh, and one of the sessions I, I attended was the uh, from the Design Uncut, the Design Connection track. And it was uh, top 10, basically, uh, I want to say products and applications, because some of them were like, you know, pop-up TVs, which is more of, you know, adding in a lift to a, a cabinet to get a TV on there. But you had a couple of integrators, Jamie Briesmeister and Ed Gilmore, going through, you know, what they love to integrate and some of the, the these really design-oriented products. 
And I thought that was a great session to introduce a lot of designers to some of these ideas, because as you know, there are still a lot of them that really just, you know, just have a very basic, basic knowledge of what our guys do. So that was a great one. And then for a couple of business uh, courses that I attended, one by one Firefly and one by one Vision Resources, I thought both of them did an excellent job. The one Firefly session was all about hiring and finding, you know, A-list talent. And they went through this top grading method. And I thought they did a really good job of going through uh, the whole hiring and recruiting process that I know integrators struggle with. And, you know, certainly it depends maybe on the size of the companies uh, and the resource that they have from HR to do these kind of things. But it was a really thorough look at how you can try and, you know, first off, find guys to give you their resumes, I should say men and women to give you their resumes, but then also just how your interview process should look, which, you know, I think it gave a really good breakdown of what's a very comprehensive process that hopefully uh, a lot of companies will start implementing. And then on the One Vision Resources panel, about, it was all about creating change. And they were saying, you know, one of the things that they did working with integrators to implement service contracts, which is a, a service agreements, that's their specialty. Uh, they deal with change all the time. And, you know, they realize that change in general, just in society is a tough thing for people to accept and from companies to accept uh, and to get buy-in from the top on down is a very difficult thing. And I thought they laid out a, a very nice 50-minute uh, session on how you can really try and implement this stuff. So, you know, overall, I thought the sessions were really well done and, and congratulations to everyone involved. You could really tell that a lot of presenters, you know, had years of being uh, savvy presenters within the Cedia community. And so I think the, the, the whole format really benefited from that. Um, from there, you know, what we wanted to do is we wanted to talk about some of the booths that we went to, you know, some of the buzzworthy things that we saw. Um, so we want to uh, share, share our screen with some of this, give, give an idea of some of the examples of booths that we went to. So Jason, let's start with you in terms of you know, when you did get to poke around at some of the booths, uh, what were a few of the things that really impressed you this year? Thanks, Arlen. Yeah, I want to run through some of the booths that I went through really quickly. And you can see I've got little snapshots here on my screen for you. Those of you who are watching us on video. And first, I just want to give a shout out to the Sony booth. I think Sony set the standard for what virtual shows are going to be like. They had, they recreated their booth in their headquarters in San Diego and Jason Savage was giving uh, on the hour, every hour tours of the booth going through their entire line of product. And then they had another one of their uh, technical experts monitoring the chat on the side, but it was live. It was not recorded. It wasn't on Zoom. It was, it was live and that was uh, very cool. Next one, uh, another booth here that I want to give a shout out to is uh, IC Realtime. So IC Realtime, I thought had a unique thing again, live. I like the live elements here. They had a three cameras that were live in um, in various locations. You could toggle between the cameras, and you could see the analytics that would come on the cameras with somebody walk through. So it was a really kind of a neat way to show live how the cameras worked. 
Another shout out to Viking Electronics. It wasn't live, but what they did I thought was very unique. They set up their booth and they did a YouTube video of a booth tour with multiple people in it. And it was kind of cool. They had little pop-ups like those uh, uh, old VH1 videos used to have where it had little bubble pop-ups. And that was what I think when they were popping in with things that the person forgot to say when they were doing the, the original video, but it was kind of cute and kind of fun and very, it kind of made you feel like you really were in their booth. Uh, another shout out to Dish. And this is just because, not that their booth was so grand, but what they did was I think smart in that they had show specials that were during the show or during the month of September. So during the month, one of them was this partner with Dish. And if you signed a contract to become a Dish dealer before the end of the month, you started the contract during the expo and you finished it before the end of September, you got a $300 credit. They also had another program that they were doing during the show called Test Drive with Dish, where uh, you could get their full white glove installation uh, um, service if you sign on, you brought a project to them. So I thought it was a great idea to do, to do specials during the show like that. Um, Future Ready Solutions, I thought it was kind of unique. This has proved that you actually can do a demo live during the show. So they were doing live demos of actual cable, and this is a fiber termination demo uh, instruction that was being done by Clearline live. So it didn't show you that you, you can do these things. They had close-up cameras on the hands and on the termination. It was just like you were there. You could probably see better than you're, and if you're crowded around a booth looking over somebody else's shoulder. Uh, Liberty AV, I thought this was kind of cool. They had a lot of stuff in their booth, a lot of videos, but I think the cool thing is that if you visited your, their booth, then they're gonna actually send you real physical swag. So I don't know what it's gonna be, but they said it's gonna be really cool. So, um, but I thought that was a great way to, you know, kind of everybody sees the ubiquitous bags that everybody's dragging around at the show. You're actually gonna get one of these. And then um, the last booth I wanna just give a shout out to was Sonance and James. They used the show to debut uh, two new lines of product, the, the James Tower Speaker and the Sonance Invisible Series. So I thought that was still kind of staying in line with what we see perennially, which is the big chicken or egg conversation. Do products, new products exist because shows exist or do shows exist because new products exist? They stayed in line and they actually debuted their new products here at the show. So uh, those are my booth shout outs. All right, very good. That's a, an excellent look at a, a variety of ways that companies were, were using their booth setups. Uh, really good, uh, good insights there. Uh, Andrew, how about you for your, your first CDA Expo being a virtual platform? What were uh, some of the booths or some of the products that you'd like to share? Thanks, Arlen. Uh, yeah, I was really focused on seeing what kind of content that the booths would really put up. And, and so I was really drawn to a few in particular. This one is the uh, DMF lighting booth. And I was really impressed by this specific piece of media. It's called Nine Deadly Sins of Lighting Layout. And I really liked it because the host, David Warfel, he kind of walks the audience through some of the most common pitfalls that he sees integrators making when they create lighting plans. And it was super informative, but it had a great tongue-in-cheek uh, sort of design to it. So it was a little bit fun and a little bit technical. It kind of towed the line really nicely between 
being super serious and informative and lighthearted and trying to make it seem like a fun show kind of a thing to do. Uh, kind of similarly, there was uh, WAC lighting. They also kind of cornered the market, so to speak, and having lots and lots of videos and other like physical media that you can download and kind of check out online. Um, I really liked the uh, Aspire line of lighting products, which they announced during the show. Uh, there's four different lines that they talked about, especially during this little video here. And I think especially the Alpine level of illuminaries that they started to add, they could be a perfect foot in the door for integrators looking to get homeowners interested in lighting, especially human-centric lighting, which has become a huge topic of conversation in the last few years. And finally, I was really, really impressed by the topic of conversation here from Barco. They're trying to inform people about the other opportunities available for their digital canvas, which is a huge, huge screen that you can essentially put anywhere. They've been talking about being able to put it on buildings or you know, even in a home. And here, they decided to focus in on gaming, which I thought was very smart. I noticed that Joel Silver did the same thing in the session that I attended. He talked a lot about the new PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X as a way for integrators to kind of get the foot in the door for, you know, gaming rooms and especially like the millennial audience that cares a lot more about gaming. And what Barco really surprised me with was this dedicated article on how they're embracing gaming and trying to become a legitimate driver of customer interest in that category. And they're basically trying to take PC gamers and, and Xbox gamers away from these low latency small monitors that everyone has because you don't want much input lag and trying to show them that these larger screens exist where you can easily get low input lag while still being able to run 4K at 60 frames per second, which I thought was really cool and is a great article. And I highly recommend that people check out our coverage on both uh, or really all these companies live on CE Pro. All right, excellent. Thanks for that, Andrew. How about you, Bob? I, I probably take a different approach uh, uh, than the other guys, than you guys. Uh, you know, I'm looking at products and I'm looking at, at, at tech. Um, so I was hitting boots and gathering up uh, spec sheets and press releases and, and things like that. But uh, some of the companies that caught my eye that I have uh, materials gathered up on include, uh, and I believe you spoke with them, Arlen, prior to the event, Magna Audio out of Brazil. Um, their product line really impressed me. Um, it's lifestyle oriented. It's very elegant, very high-end looking. And I think given the design influence that's increasing in our industry, that, that company is poised uh, to grow its business through, you know, our readers. Um, I also thought that Lenbrook had a very strong booth. They had lots of materials on its brands, uh, PSB, NAD, uh, DALI. Um, and so the, the, there was lots of learning opportunities there for, for dealers to re read and interact with at their own convenience. I also thought uh, uh, Access Networks, again, I, I thought they were arguably the company at the entire event. It seemed like they were everywhere, but uh, uh, they, they had a lot of good materials and uh, Audio Control also had a lot of good materials in their booth too, including the XR series of AV receivers, um, which were recently announced. So I, I think those companies had lots of materials for me to grab and write about down the road. To me, the the biggest one that I saw that, uh, that really impressed me and 
it impressed me at the actual expo last year and again this year uh modus vr i think what they're doing on the uh business proposal side is just incredible and you know it's funny because i was i was live chatting with ken Bruick from there saying you know oh the the virtual platform seems to kind of run you know right in with what you guys are into and he's like yeah it came came about at kind of kind of the right time uh, but they had some some new products that they were showing in terms of uh, Modus Photo. So basically, you know, their 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 dealers are able to work with customers remotely. Um, they're able to get, you know, in terms of dimensions, things like that. Put it all into this virtual format, and then come up with specs and these um, incredible uh, VR you know images of what a room will look like and one of the things they had was this modus 360 this panorama sneak peek where you're going through there and now you can do a whole 360 and this is actually a conference room um they were mentioning that they're actually kind of they're they're getting more into some commercial stuff the resimercial commercial things where you know they they started basically on the home theater front because Certainly, that's all about dimensions of a room and working with kind of implementing things. Uh, but now they're going a little bit further. And to your point, Jason, they also were doing these demos on the hour. So you can see, and they have them all online now to show the kind of deliverables that they can create. Uh, but basically, it was one of those things where, you know, you took this and once you, you hopped on there and clicked on it on the hour, it would go through and it would run through their entire their format like that. And I just thought they did an amazing job. So that was one booth that really impressed me. Uh, Bob, it's funny you mentioned Magna Audio. I was going to pick them out in terms of products. Um, I mostly focused a lot, and there's there's the video I did with Daniel Lima, co-founder. Um, you know, I, I mostly handled a lot of the business uh, software companies, business management, uh, business operations. I did try to get to some of the AV companies and having talked to this company uh, pre-show, I was just incredibly impressed with what they were doing on the design side. So for example, this rock series that they have is just ridiculous. You know, they, they do, um, as opposed to plastic enclosures and fake rocks, you know, they're using quartz and granite and, and for their actual materials. And so it was just amazing to see uh, and I really hope that they make a nice splash here in the U.S. with their dealers. Uh, and just lastly, one one company that I'll give a shout out to um, would be D-Tools. That uh, you know, they're a company that they were doing um, the virtual swag, so they were giving away. Uh, basically, integrators can go and enter to win prizes from some of their partner brands. So I thought that was great to see as well. All right, so in terms of final thoughts about the show this year, um, let's just do everyone to real quickly give some, some final impressions and shout outs for what you thought about CD Expo Virtual 2020. Um, Andrew, let's start with you. Yeah, so I wanted to kind of just discuss the millennial angle a little bit, right? Because I'm one of few, at least uh, in terms of <laughs> CE Pro's audience, but I think, you know, we're growing a lot more. The the There's a lot more millennial integrators now, and I've gotten to talk to some of these guys, and 
I really believe that the ability to have a virtual show allowed way more people to be immediately interested. You know, the proof is in the pudding. You got Purple Mattress and, you know, all those companies that are basically trying to make every single experience where you need to leave your house not a thing anymore, right? And this is just kind of a natural evolution, I feel. You know, sure, we can't get to see all of the awesome demos and you don't get to really experience these things as if you're really there. But you get that awesome convenience level of not having to fly somewhere and deal with all of the things that go along with shows. You can just log on, check things out, talk to people, and just have a great time. I thought it was really an excellent experience, and I, I can't wait to see what we do in the future with these virtual shows. I'm sure we'll learn lots of lessons from you know the other shows that are going to be coming out throughout the next year or so. And I'm really looking forward to 2021. Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting, especially to see if any, you know, the associations pick up a kind of a hybrid method to do shows in the future. I know we, uh, Jason mentioned we had some Facebook Live uh, going on last year with Tech Talks and things like that. And I imagine that there'll be some sort of uh, model that kind of gives us the best of both worlds. We'll, we'll see about that. Uh, Bob Archer, how about you? I know you wanted to especially give a shout out to the CE Pro All-Star Band. Yeah, thank you, Arlen. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to thank everybody, starting with the band members. People donated a lot of their time to put that band thing together. And um, and then people like Larry Holmes, uh, you know, from our staff, and Katie and Manuela from our staff, put a lot of time and effort to make these uh, videos as good as they possibly could be. I also thank, you know, the Expo staff themselves you know, starting with Ashley, they, 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 they worked so hard to make this event as good as possible, given the circumstances we were handed in, in 2020. People put in an enormous amount of work, and I can't underscore that enough, to make this event as good as it possibly was. And overall, I think it was, it was a great event, given what 2020 is. And we don't have to go down that road because we know what it is. But um, all in all is, I think we, we laid a really good foundation for for a starting point to make it even better next year, but realistically it won't replace an in-person event. So uh, kudos to everybody uh, who, you know, contributed to this, you know, including exhibitors too, because I know they put in an enormous amount of work to make their boots as good as they possibly could be too. Great, how about you, Jason? Some, some final uh, thoughts about the show. You know, I'll just, Bob was very eloquent there. I'll just reiterate that I thought it was, given the circumstances, very well done. And I am really looking forward to 2021. I think 2021 in Indianapolis will be the best show ever. And integrators are going to just be chomping at the bit to get back and, and see each other, see the product in, in person. But I do believe that there will be some sort of a virtual element to all shows going forth. And, and I look forward to seeing how they evolve. Yeah, I would echo, echo definitely uh, that sentiment. Let's you know see how things work out next year. I'm sure we'll all be looking forward to getting together in, in person. Uh, I'll give a shout out to, to CD's Ed Wenk. I think he did a great job with uh, his hosting duties for certain things. I know I attended the Tech Bites and that was really fun. And again, that, you know, they, for the production of that, blending the, uh, the recorded uh, videos that, first of all, the, the eight participants put together just to have, you know, these uh, two to two to five minute videos about their companies and their entries, I thought came about very well. 
but then what they did during the presentation, um, and this was at the end of day two, was after each one, Ed would have the, you know, rapid fire kind of two to three minute elevator pitch from each one. And it was funny the way things work out with Zoom because um, for one of them, uh, George Katsiris from, uh, from Savant was actually joining him from his car, you know, and that just tells you a little bit about the state of, of 2020, you know, where we basically are able to kind of uh, reach out and, and talk to each other from just about anywhere on the, on the Zoom platform. So I think we're all thankful for that. But it was a, it was a great event and con congrats to Brilliant for winning that one. So, you know, just a, 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 just a shout out to everyone involved with the production because the production this year, I think, was more important than ever. So just congratulations to everyone again. Uh, thanks, Andrew, Bob, Jason, for uh, putting this together this morning. I know we all had a long week and, you know, it was a, a great expo for all. So congratulations again, and we look forward to more coming up uh, in the future. Thanks, Arlen. Thank you, Arlen. Thanks, Arlen. Thank you.